Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to another rock and wrestling episode of 80s Wrestling Radio. If you're a fan of professional wrestling, you recognize that theme song. I know Tommy did. Tommy, how are you doing tonight? Man, not only was I, uh, not only do I recognize it, I was jamming to it, my man. I was jamming to that song. I love that song, and I love that family, and I have a lot of history with that family. Uh, and I don't really talk about it that much on on the show. Uh, Jay, but you know, I have a, you know, I don't really talk much about my independent shows I used to do back in the day. You know, pretty much talk about the conventions I do now. But I used to run a lot of wrestling shows uh, back in the day in the '90s and early 2000s. Me and my promotion was ISPW, and I became good friends with Off of the Wild Samoan. Uh, him and his family would always come down and do my wrestling shows in Wildwood. Uh, the summers of ninety and ninety nine. Every 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 uh, Thursday we did them in the summertime, and uh, you know he would come down with his sons, which was Samu, who everyone knows from the Head Shrinkers, and the SST, and also LA Smooth, who's uh, uh, Lloyd Anunoyi, and then also Manu, who back then was called Alpha Junior. He was only fourteen years old. And they would come and do the shows every week and became really good friends with them. And then after those shows, uh, we would come up to their shows and we would do an ISPW slash WXW feud where we would invade their promotion and they would invade our promotion. We were in New Jersey and they were in Pennsylvania. It was cool, man. And back then in 1999-2000, not that many independent promotions were doing something like that. Not that it was big by any stretch of the imagination, but it was cool, man. It, it was something different. And uh, through that, uh, you know, I, I just don't want to get more into it. I want to introduce him first, but you, you go into the introduction, then we'll talk more about it. Well, Tommy, we have a very special guest joining us live on 80s Wrestling Radio tonight. When you think of professional wrestling, you run into some second-generation superstars, maybe even some thirds, but then you take it to the next level. There are some first families of wrestling, some true dynasties. You think of the Von Erichs, the Funks, the Hearts, but one family tops them all. We're talking about the Samoan dynasty in the world of professional wrestling. And joining us live on the air right now is a member of that Samoan dynasty, Lance Anawahi. Lance, thank you for joining us. Welcome to 80s Wrestling Radio. Oh, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure being on the show, you know, coming out here to not just represent for myself, but also my whole family. Lance, what's going on, buddy? I, uh, you know, just trying to stay busy. Hope everything's going good over there on your, your end. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, now, now I can get into it, Jay. Uh, so doing these shows, I just want to get rid of this and then give the, give, give the floor to Lance. Doing these shows, we're doing going back and forth. Where and Lance was only a little at the time, but I know he remembers it. It was uh, 2000, 1999, 2000, 2001. It was like two years we did it back and forth, where uh, our promotion would invade Alphas and vice versa. And then we had like inter promotional matches where 
<laughs> it's funny that you'll laugh at this. I never, I never, I never mentioned this on the radio show before. I haven't mentioned it in a really long time, but they actually got me in the tights, uh, Jay. Uh, I actually got into the ring and wrestled in six-man tags with a couple of my ISPW wrestlers, and wow. I got off. Of, actually, yeah, I actually got off of out of retirement as well. So Alpha actually came out of retirement. He's been retired for a while. The only time he came out of retirement was to wrestle against me. So he would team <laughs> with uh, – no, it's, it's true. You ask Lance, I'll tell you the truth. Uh, he would team up with Sal- Salvatore Belomo, uh, who, who passed away, unfortunately, and mm-hmm. another, another local guy. And we did some six-man tag team matches. And then we did other shows, too, where it was like Lance's dad, Sam Moo, against my guy, Ace Darling, for like the ISPW World Heavyweight title, or we went up there and did a different WXW title. And Lance, afterwards, I'd, I'd, I'd be the manager uh, when, when I'd go up there. And even even at my shows, too. And afterwards, like, Samu would bump me, I'd go into the corner, and then Lance would give me either, it was a combination thing, depends on what night it was, he'd give me the, uh, the Bronco Buster, which X-Pac did, or uh, the Stink Face, which, which was usually got the biggest pop. Or the worm, or the people's elbow. We did it a bunch of times back and forth in promotions, but he'd always get involved at the end. And man, I was like seven the, and eight years old. Yeah, man. Can you imagine, <laughs> Jay? Can you imagine the pop of a little seven-year-old kid giving someone a people's elbow, or or a, a worm, or a stink face? I mean, the place would erupt, erupt. I wish I had. I, I think I have a couple of them on tape. But it was big-time, big-time, big-time reactions. Uh, and he was a little kid at the time. So the cool thing is, Jay, and I'm going to turn the, turn over to him because I don't want to make it about me because it's definitely about Lance, is huh. that one day when he's the WWE champion, I can say when he was a seven-year-old kid, he gave me the stink face, the worm, and the people's elbow. How cool is that? <laughs> <laughs> That's very cool, Tommy. That's very cool. What a story. Yeah, I remember all that. <laughs> Jay, let, I'll let you take over, man. Why don't you, why don't you talk to Lance a little bit and, and, and get a little info about how he started in wrestling and growing up as a Samoan. I, I know you have a bunch of questions for him. And also, well, give tell you call what, number as well. Absolutely. Lance is part of one of the most famous families in the history of professional wrestling. His family tree is incredible. And I know we're, our listeners are going to be wanting to get on the air and talk to Lance personally. If you're listening and you want to have a question for Lance, uh, give us a call. The number here is 323-927-2953. Again, the number here is 323-927-2953. We're talking to Lance Anawahi. Lance, thank you again for joining us. You are part of one of the most famous families in the history of professional wrestling. I just want to know when... How does this many members of your family become not just professional wrestlers, but they they excel at it? They're fantastic at it. Uh, they're some of the Hall of Famers of the sport. What is it about this family tree that produces such amazing athletes? Ah, oh, man. You know what? It's just being trained by the best, I say. But, like, when people literally says, like, they have wrestling in their blood, like, our family really is, like, legit in our blood. So, uh, just being around for the, in our family for the past, what, 40, 50 years, just going nonstop, producing the top guys. Like, in WWE, they've been a top Samoan. They've been the top guy, which is Samoan, in WWE for the past 40 years. 
which is amazing. It's just from one family. Um, and me, I'm just trying to carry on the lineage and also everyone under younger than me also is just trying to just trying to keep it going. Uh, you know, Samoans we produce well with kids, so I don't think it's gonna stop anytime soon either. <laughs> uh, Lance, would would you say that is there an especially expectation stu- of you? you? Especially oh. especially a stud like you, Lance. <laughs> you know, I got two. I'm just waiting for my boy now. You know, but if not, it's okay. I'll take the girl. Uh, Lance, is there is there an expectation on you from being part of this family that you need to get into wrestling, or is it kind of if you have a passion for it, you have a desire to get into it, then they support you? What what's it like growing up in this famous family? Uh, so growing up in this family, to me, I don't think it wrestling is a priority for us. Uh, obviously, our family always comes first, and uh, just like me and just like the Usos, Roman Reigns, The Rock, everyone always had the passion before wrestling. They all had mm-hmm. football. Um, mainly, mainly the Samoans are all football. I don't know if they did like a documentary on 60 Minutes with a whole how Samoans produced so many uh, football players. But I was a baseball mm-hmm. player growing up, and that's all I ever wanted to do. And our grandfa- Well, my grandfather always told me, who's off of the wild Samoan, he always said, Wrestling isn't going anywhere, so do what you want first, and then wrestling will always be there for you. So I always hmm. played baseball, and that that was my dream, was to be an MLB player. But then in high school, I got injured. I injured my knee, and then things started to slow down for me in baseball, and I was thinking outside the box, which was ended up falling into professional wrestling. So now I just enjoy doing it, and glad I could just – I fell in love even more for it. As a grown-up, as 27 years old, I love it each and every day. Man, that's incredible, Lance. You can just you can just hear in your voice uh, just the gratitude uh, and the drive that you have. And not only are you just it's it, it, it's funny to me that you said wrestling was kind of the backup plan because you are very very good at it. Uh, preparing for tonight's show, I was checking out some of your matches on YouTube. You have a natural gift in the ring, brother. Uh, and before too long, you're going to be a huge, huge star in the world of professional wrestling. Huge. Huge. I guarantee that 100%. I I appreciate that a lot, man. You know, feels good hearing it. You know, just we travel every weekend, especially on the independent scene. It's huge. And just hearing it, all the compliments from all the fans, man, it's just more hope and more hope. And can't wait to be up there and join the rest of my family. Hey Lance, let me let me let me uh, let me address the elephant in the room, and, and we'll, we'll get it, we'll get this off because I know that everyone wants to know about it. I know that uh, I had several people that DM'd me on, on Instagram tonight and want to know about it, and also on Twitter as well. Uh, I don't want to get too much into it, but obviously everyone knows. Uh, a couple of weeks back on Monday Night Raw, you wrestled Shane McMahon. Uh, how cool is that, man? Growing up, obviously you grew up in the wrestling business. And you grew up watching WWE, and uh, how how cool was it for you to be standing across the ring from Shane McMahon, wrestling him one on one? And Shane doesn't wrestle on TV barely at all. And uh, being on Monday Night Raw, which I knew that you grew up watching, I remember I watched one with you and your dad one time. So how how cool was it for you, what uh, being on Monday Night Raw wrestling Shane McMahon? Man, it was a uh... It was like a dream come true just being out there 
especially across the Shane McMahon. Like, you got two of the biggest families in wrestling. Uh, you got the McMahons, and then you got the Unawais. And just for even Shane and WWE to promote and push how big, like, our Samoan dynasty is and still going to bring me in. So the crazy part is um, I got a call from WWE the Saturday before that Monday. Yeah, so two days prior to Monday Night Raw asking me if I'm able and willing to come out there to Kansas City and do a spot, and I had no idea. It was mind-blowing. Like, they're like, you're not an extra. We have a spot. And I was like, wow, okay. So I didn't know exactly what was going on. I kind of put two and two together, but then it wasn't. It didn't hit me until they actually like, came out of their mouth and told me. They said, yeah, you're going one-on-one with Shane McMahon. And I was just like, wow. I, I, I'd never see Shane wrestle on Monday Night Raw, like, ever. And just to be out there, and then Shane was a real cool dude, like, just talking to me the whole time. And then especially my cousin Roman, he's there with me, just helping me out. And then when it just comes out, like, it didn't air on TV, but I had an entrance music. I had Titan Tron. Like, it was really cool. It was like a dream. It was definitely a dream come true. And I know I didn't get much in, but just to be on that big stage, it was a, it was a starting point for me. That's incredible. That's incredible. What an opportunity. Lance, we have a caller on line one who's been hanging on for about three minutes to get a chance to talk to you. We're going to take the call live on the air now. Hello, caller. You're at Welcome to 80s Wrestling Radio. You are live on the air with Lance Anawahi. Who is this? Hey, good evening. This is Matt. Matt, welcome back to 80s Wrestling Radio. How are you doing tonight? Doing well, gentlemen. How's everybody doing? How are you, Mr. Anawahi? Hey, Matt. Let's I'll go. Feel great. <laughs> well, uh, I'm calling in, Mr. NY. I wanted to ask you, and you kind of got into it a little earlier, um, regarding your athletic background. You had said that you played baseball growing up, and I wanted to ask, if you weren't following in the footsteps of the family business, so to speak, were athletic endeavors generally encouraged in your family, and if so, would it be football naturally by virtue of being Samoan, maybe bodybuilding or uh, competitive fighting, maybe such as boxing or kickboxing? Uh, yeah, like I said before, I, I used to play uh, football also, but my passion was always baseball. I was a center fielder. I was Growing up, I was always a short, scrawny kid. I was probably the shortest kid in my class, 100 pounds, soaking wet, and five foot six. Not even, but so baseball was always my passion just because I love to run out on the field and just, you know, play around and have fun. So football was never mine because being so small, contact sport wasn't that great. But, yeah, it was definitely baseball, and I believe other than wrestling, a lot of us Samoans, we definitely have a huge athletic ability, but mainly football. Absolutely. I caught the E60 that you mentioned. Uh, it was quite a few years back, I think five or six years back, but it said something. I think the stat was by virtue of being born Samoan, you have at least a 59% chance of making it into the NFL as a yeah. football player. Yeah, that was a crazy whole documentary they did on that. It was ridiculous. It was just mind-blowing to see like how high everyone's chances are from such a small island. And you mentioned being about five five, five six, you know, growing up and in school, so you're obviously a late bloomer. You had the match a couple of weeks ago with uh, Shane McMahon on Raw, so what does the future hold now for you? You know, you've made it to Raw. I mean, 
you know, I don't want to get any real contractual details, but are things going well with you? Are you under a contract at this time with WWE, or what does the future hold? So as of right now, I am not under contract with WWE. I'm here whenever they need anything, like a spot like that, or whenever they just need it. I just also came back from a WWE tryout down at the Performance Center. It was my third time going, so everything's always in the waiting books. It's it's like being on hold, <laughs> basically, forever. But, man, you know, my love for it, I'm just going to keep going on the indie scene, and hopefully one day a, con- uh, a contract will be in my mailbox, and I'll be signing it. So that's what I'm hoping for. Well, you certainly have what it takes. You do great work, and I wish you the best of luck, absolutely. Thank you, man. Matt, thanks for calling in. It's always a pleasure to be here. I love when Matt calls in the show, man. He's such an educated caller. Hey, uh, Lance, real quickly, and I'll let JTAC back over. I knew that you went down there one time. I didn't know you went down there three times. That's awesome. Um, yeah, this, that was my just, third time, and I, I, hopefully I didn't I hear didn't nothing know. back. And <laughs> I didn't know that. Well, that I, I know that you went down there one time. Um, first of all, let me, let me say that there's no question in my mind. It's a no-brainer for me, uh, and I've been associated with the wrestling business for a very long time, and I, I, I'd like to think that I know it pretty well by now. There's no question in my mind that you will be a WWE superstar one day. Uh, whether it's going through NXT first to get there, you will be a WWE superstar. There's no question in my mind. Just real quickly, and I, I don't want you to divulge too much, uh, but tell the process of, of going through uh, – NXT for a tryout. You go down there for a week. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's a week. Um, what, what's what's the basic routine when when you go down there for a week? Man, uh, the process is well. My first time, so my first time going down, it was 2014, 2015 was my first time going, and I was a nervous wreck. And it's a three day camp. They fly you in a day early just uh, get mentally prepared, and then right the, the very next day, 7.30 in the morning is go time until 5 o'clock in the afternoon, and it's just go time, drills after drills, and just they push you to every limit possible. Like, they have the best trainers in the world, everything between strength, conditioning, uh, in-ring, just everyone from all over the world just coming in. They choose the best. And just to be there and learn and listen, it was amazing. But, yeah, it was mainly drills, and they just push push you to places that you never even thought you could go. And it's uh, it's hard work, and if anyone ever dreams about even doing it or if anyone gets a chance to get invited, man, just work hard and just think ahead. Like the way I always think about it, they don't need you. Make them want you. So... But it's it's just crazy. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking with the future of professional wrestling, Mr. Lance Anawahi. If you have a question or comment, please call in. The number here is 323-927-2953. Lance, I have in front of me a list of relatives of yours that not only wrestled professionally but won championships. We have Afa, Sika, Rikishi, Fatu, Umaga, Yokozuna, Rosie, Roman Reigns. The list goes on and on. Such a dynasty. I'd love to pick your brain a little bit about who some of your favorite wrestlers 
growing up were. And let's start with relatives. Who were the relatives of, of you, the people on your family tree who you grew up watching wrestling and, and idolized? Um, well, growing up, I was born in 1992, so I was early 90s. So, like, traveling with my dad, he'll take me into the locker rooms locally and just wheel me around on his suitcase. And everyone would just babysit me. And I got people still coming up to me this day saying, hey, I held you when you were a baby and watched you while you were dad <laughs> <wrestling>. But <laughs> But, yeah, it was always just watching mainly uh, my dad, Yokozuna. And then when I started, like, paying more attention and more into it, more in depth, I started watching, like, The Rock and then Rikishi, his storylines, especially when they had the storyline with each other. I just thought it was real awesome just like two family members just starting a whole feud and carrying it. But then, um, yeah, now I enjoy watching the Usos. I think the Usos hmm. are probably the best tag team in the world. Uh, and then Roman Reigns, who's awesome. Him, and they're him, down there. humble. Yeah. And uh, all these guys, they're just so humble, like, where they're at. Especially Roman Reigns, and he's just there for everybody. And his whole fight with leukemia and it's just, I don't know, man. It's just unbelievable, like, how how far this family has gone in this business. And, and then we have to thank Vince McMahon because without the McMahon family, none of this is really possible. So I thank them every time I see them for everything that they do, and not just for me, like the opportunities they gave me, but also for starting basically the Samoan dynasty. But, yeah, growing up, man, it was, it was mainly my most – Main focus was The Rock and probably Rikishi, <laughs> other than my dad. Lance, who besides the Samoans, uh, who were some of the guys that, and even now, I'm sure that you study tapes and watch WWE Network, who were some of the guys that you enjoy watching from back in the day? Man, who well, I enjoy watching, man. I love watching uh, Edge back in the day. I loved watching... Uh, Gangrel back in the day, but my main one was always Jeff Hardy, just because he was just such a daredevil, and me just being a kid, jumping on trampolines or going up and diving boards at pool, I always want to be like Jeff Jarrett. I mean, Jeff Jarrett, sorry, Jeff Hardy. Yeah, so nice, definitely, nice. definitely the Hardy boys were definitely the top ones. Just, yeah, all that stuff, and then now, especially like Kobe Kingston, like when he first started, he was all over, and now he's even. They just finally giving him the recognition I think Kofi deserves, and just oh, he's doing so, great. He's doing great too, man. Did you see? Did you see his match with Dolph last night in the cage? He did freaking awesome, man. No, I missed it. So these kids, they had me up all night and watching these kids' movies. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Lance, I'm, I'm real quickly, I just missed. I missed the ending to uh, the Ricoch- Ricochet and AJ Styles match, too. Tonight. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, man, uh, real quickly, before we get more into your career and also talk more about the Samoan dynasty, I want to talk about your dad, man, because let me tell you something. He has to be, in my opinion, I'm not being biased either, but I, I love your dad. and He used to wrestle on all my shows back in the day, and he's such a such a great, great guy, such a cool guy. Such an unbelievable worker, man. Um, how how cool is it that you can follow in your dad's footsteps 
Uh, I mean, people out there that, that are 80s fans, and I, I'm assuming that you are if you listen to this show, uh, the SST and the Head Shrinkers, man, Simu was so freaking good, man. Go back and watch some of his stuff, like his bumps and his selling and just like how he would an, annihilate the enhancement guys and make it look like he's killing, but he's really not. How awesome, and I know that you're probably being biased in that because it is your dad, how awesome was Samu as a worker, man? Man, uh, I think he was. I think he's one of the top guys that ever done it, especially in tag team wrestling with him and uh, my uncle Rikishi. It was just. I think they're another tag team that just don't get enough credit for what they've done. And my dad, like everyone, always tells me like how great my dad is, especially in psychology and how much of a beast monster he was like they told me like before the shows my dad will sleep in gorilla like just fall asleep under a table in gorilla and all he wants to know is a finish and that's all he knew and then he'll go right out and just kill it every single night and all he knew was the finish the whole time yeah yeah hey uh let let the people out there know i obviously uh i'm sure that a lot of people uh heard about Samu's Current condition, there was a actually a big benefit for him uh, last month that uh, Lance helped uh, put together. Um, tell everyone out there listening, Lance, a little bit about your dad's current condition, how he's doing, and how anyone out there can help him uh, if if they'd like to. Uh, well, my dad's a former tag team champion, Hedgehunter Samu. Um, he has uh he was diagnosed with stage four liver cancer probably about a year, maybe a year and a half ago. I don't know the exact date. Um but yeah, so he's due for a liver transplant. We just ran a huge benefit show for him on his birthday. It was his birthday bash also. It was just awesome. Uh WWE sent a few guys. We had Samoa Joe, uh Cassius Ono, Billy Kim and Michael P. S. Hayes, um uh, uh Kono Reeves. Um, just it was unbelievable, like how many people. And then we were a little scared because we had a huge tornado watch at the event. But once that tornado watch went away, man, that place was filled, standing room only. It was awesome. We raised money. We're still raising more money because the medical bills. Once he gets his transplant, is unbelievable. So we we have a. I started a GoFundMe page to help raise money for him and help him out and especially help my mother out because once he gets the surgery, he's out for quite a while and she'll be right by his side. So I just wanted to do that to be able to help him out. And yeah, so we're hoping and praying he gets his transplant call. He had a, a few calls saying he's on standby. So be ready. And every single time he got the call, it was always the person ahead of him. But they said once you get one call, you'll start getting a lot more. So that's what we're hoping and praying for, and everything goes well. well we're definitely praying for him, too. And uh, if any of our listeners want to uh, contribute to the GoFundMe page, uh, please search that out and do so. Lance, is there is there a certain address that they should be looking for? Or if they search your dad's name on the GoFundMe page, will it pop up? Uh, it's Sam Moo's uh, fundraiser liver transplant. I believe it. it's, it's right around that ballpark range. Uh, I haven't looked the name up in a while because I just have the app where I just click on it. 
right? Absolutely. Understandable. But uh, yeah, everything's in that. I don't even remember half my passwords of things because <laughs> my phone says everything. Uh, Lance, let me ask you this about your father. I'll be honest. I'm, I'm about 10 years older than you. Um, and when I was growing up, the, the wild Simone gimmick, the head shrinker gimmick, it scared me. They, they came out and they, and they did that gimmick so well that it, it could be scary for young children. And you hear about wrestlers from that era who lived their gimmick. Was your dad one of those guys? who would act like the head shrinker when he's out in public, or was he just playing that character on TV? And when he left the ring, he would leave that gimmick uh, behind. Nah. Um, my dad's probably one of the nicest guys, but he knew when to switch into gears when he had to. I'll tell you that much. Uh, but yeah, even at home, man, he's the nice, he's probably the nice, actually just anywhere. He's probably one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Him and my grandfather, who they literally spoke no English, and they they just scared the living hell out of everybody. But yeah, yeah between those two, man, they're just unbelievable. Like even the story, it's like wow. Like uh, I was talking to Bubba uh, Dudley before, and it was like he was like, man, you're the hardest I ever been hit was by your father. Like you hit me so hard, I hit a three sixty. And then uh, I spoke to Hawk. Uh, was it no? Which one? I'm sorry, I'm terrible with names. Animal, it was probably animal. Animal, yeah. Sorry, animal. And he was like, "Man, um, your dad smacked me. So, he punched me so hard in the face, it popped my jaw, <laughs> and then hit me on the other side, and he popped it right back in." <laughs> I get it. That's Just, awesome. Man, I I was always glad I was his son. <laughs> Yeah, you, you better hope you came home on time, brother, because I'm sure there's a couple of stories. We had a little spanking, and we won't get into that. But uh, hey, man, yeah. let's talk about let's talk about. Uh, there's so many other Samoans that we haven't even got into yet, and we only have an hour here, and I'm, I want to try and get into some more before uh, before the show's over. Lance, tell us about Yokozuna, uh, who obviously was a very, very, very close family member, one of the biggest uh, stars come out of the family. What, what are some of your memories of Yokozuna and uh, you growing up watching him and, and, and seeing him and being around him? Uh, so with Yokozuna, I don't have uh, many me- memories with him, especially like in ring or in person because, you know, us Samoans, we breed all over the world. But him just being traveling with my father, he stopped by a few times and just being there with him. As a kid, I always, like, being five years old, six years old, he would come over and he'll always give us money. So that that was always my favorite part as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> and the when you randomly get a knock on your door at your front door and I was the one answering and it's him, it's like wow. <laughs> but it just scared you and even though he's family, it was like wow, okay. And but man, just just being one of the biggest guys in WWE history. But I think he was also so athletic for his size and just a powerhouse like and then everyone t- takes away that he is a Samoan wrestler just because he did a Japanese gimmick it was he's actually Samoan and just like I said we produce so many athletes it don't matter the size look at Rikishi Rikishi was such an athlete and my father like we're all just 
born with athletic ability. Like Yokozuna, man, he was definitely what five, six hundred pounds, and he could go. He's not in there having a one minute, two minute match. Now he'll go, and that's what I enjoy the most watching him. Just especially him and Hogan, him and uh, Brett, like especially at the WrestleMania, WrestleMania nine. It was crazy, especially in Vegas where he's from. Like it was awesome. Yokozuna could go. He was a huge competitor, but like you said, it didn't slow down any of the matches. He could go and go and go, and he's one that, as I grew up watching him, that Japanese gimmick was, was pitched to us, and so if we didn't know any better, we, we bought into it, and, and I believed as a fan that he didn't speak English, that he was from Japan, and then I saw an interview with him, and he spoke English, and he, uh, he almost had kind of like a surfer uh, voice to him and it blew me away as a kid uh, to find out that he wasn't really uh, from Japan did your yeah. family care that they made him do that gimmick or did, were they okay with it completely so I'm not really sure of like how everyone felt at the time but everyone always says man he made a lot of money doing it so <laughs> <laughs> like uh, I know one time uh, we complained well we weren't really complaining like I guess this one guy he was portraying to be Samoan on the indie, on the indie circuit, and, we're, and we messaged him like to find out if he was really Samoan. He was like, no, because he was trying to do like an Umaga gimmick. Oh, and we, sure. And then we all felt some type of way. So Alpha Junior is the one who messaged him, I believe, and he goes, oh, but Yokozuna did a Japanese gimmick, and we're like, yeah, well, he got paid more than six figures to do that. <laughs> what are you getting paid, like? <laughs> it was just it's just man it's crazy like the stuff that you hear out here and but Yoko man yeah I, th- I definitely think it was okay especially with the money coming in like and then to find out he is really Samoan what well, blew a lot of people's minds yeah and well like you said he, he earned a good living doing it and he took it to the highest level possible he became the the world wrestling federation champion uh and yeah. so yeah that's something to be proud of yeah for sure man and i'm sure he opened up a lot of doors not just for like my family for the samoans but also i believe japanese wrestlers too <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a great point. He probably did. He probably did. Um, let's see. G- growing up, as you were going to the shows with your dad, traveling around, you're meeting these wrestlers. A lot of the time, it sounds like, behind the stage in the locker room. Is there anybody that you met backstage as a kid that just you really took to uh, and treated you very well and that you're still close with today? Um. One of the guys who always brings it up every time I see him is uh, X-Pac when he was a one-two-three kid. Uh, he was always the one that always remembered me, even growing up. Like I got the tag with him uh, when I first when I was first starting out wrestling, and it was just crazy because he was like every single time he sees me. Hey, I remember when your dad used to just bring you around in the back with on the suitcase, and I'll just carry you and hold you around. I'm like, wow, man. <laughs> But I hear this a lot, but it's always him that always brings it up again. It's just awesome. Like, and me and him are real close. Like, if I ever need anything, he always just tells me to hit him up. And he's a real good guy. 
He, he's so underrated too, man. I, I was always a big fan of his work, and uh, he he was really really good, and he's one of the best, man. Hey, Lance, before we let you go, I know it's Leah, I want to keep you on too long. Uh, let everyone know where they can find you as far as social media goes, uh, whether it be Facebook or or Twitter or Instagram or your website, and that way everyone can follow you and 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 see uh, the future of Lance. Yeah, so on Instagram and uh, Twitter, I'm under Lance on Hawaii. Uh, last name is A N O A I. A lot of people always get that mixed up, but yeah, it's Lance on Hawaii. And on Facebook, uh, you can follow my fan page. It's uh, Lance the Future on Hawaii. And hey, man, I just call myself the Future because I believe and I know I'm the future of this business. Oh yeah, hell yeah, that's that's the attitude to have, man. And I, I guarantee that you are. Uh, Jay, any uh, final uh, questions or thoughts or anything you want to say to Lance before uh, we let him go to sleep? Because I know that uh, he's probably tired. Right? He's had to put two of his uh, little ones to sleep, so I know that uh, he's ready to get off. Oh, I'm good. They're right here waiting for me, having a good time listening to me. I should tell them to call in. <laughs> <laughs> Lance, real quick, as you were getting into professional wrestling, who was your primary trainer? Was it somebody from your family, or did you go to uh, maybe a wrestling school outside of the Samoan uh, heritage? Oh, so I did start at my father's. I started at my father's when I was still in high school. Uh, my senior year, which in 2009, I started training with my father at the Wild Small Training Center. And I also branched out to my grandfather down in Florida, the Wild Small Training Center in Florida. I've been to, but outside of wrestling, man, one of the biggest one of the biggest helps I ever had was uh, Tommy Dreamer, who I was traveling back and forth to New York and training under him in Poughkeepsie, New York, at his house of hardcore. And he also gave me huge opportunities wrestling for his company. And it was crazy and unbelievable just for him to acknowledge me and put him on such a big stage, like with the Young Bucks, with Edge, uh, with himself, Bubba. They were all just on the show. Like it was a big list of Mm-hmm. Nothing but names and just me being included on it was so so awesome. So I got to always thank Tommy Dreamer for a huge part of my career also. Awesome, man. Hey, Lance, thank you so much for coming on, man. And I guarantee, Jay, a year from now, and remember this date, a year from now when we're sitting back still doing this show and Lance is on Monday Night Raw and we're watching him in the main event, uh, waiting to go live on A's Wrestling Radio that we remember we had him on tonight because I'm telling you right now, guys, this guy, I don't want to say kid, he's a man. This man is going to be a big, big, big star in the professional wrestling business, 5 million percent. And Lance, thank you so much, man, for coming on tonight. Thank you for talking about the Samoan Dynasty. Thank you so much for talking about your career. And we wish you nothing but the God, five billion percent of good luck in the future. <laughs> You're not going to need it because you have the talent, bro. And I'm so happy for you, and can't wait to keep following your career, man. And I knew you were a big star. Yeah, man, definitely sounds good. And man, you got to come out of retirement so we can, you know, we can have another match. So you can another sting face, right? Well, hey, man, last time I seen you was the Yokozuna Memorial Show number two, man. So. Yeah, you gotta come yeah. on now. 
and Lance, man. Thank you so much for coming on, bro. We look forward to nah, uh, talking to you again. Thank you, man. Have a good one. Hey, dude, Thanks listen. Please give, please give your love to your dad, man. I love your dad so much. I definitely will, for sure. Thanks, man. All right, have a good night, guys. You too, right, brother. Thank you. All right. All right, thanks. And there you have it, man. A future, no question, Jay, a future WWE superstar. Uh, just just got off the phone. He's going to be a big star, Lance. Uh, Lance is going to be a big, big star, a million percent, Jay. I promise you. I think you're right, Tommy. And here's what I like about that The half hour that we had him on, or a little over half hour that we had him on, uh, yes, he calls himself the future. He knows he's got big shoes to fill, but he's a humble guy when it comes to talking about just how talented he is inside the squared circle. His future is bright, but, man, he sounds like both feet planted firmly on the ground. He's got a level head. And so I think you're right. I think uh, I think there's big things. I don't, I don't know what could, what could stop him from making it all the way uh, to the top and living up. Uh, to his family's uh, legacy and lineage that they've established in the world of professional wrestling. Yes, sir. Hey, listen, we have a little time left. If uh, you want to call up and talk to these wrestling with us, it doesn't have to be about Samoans. Anything on your mind, whether it be uh, a, a WrestleMania, a Saturday Night's Main Event, a Wrestling Challenge, Superstars of Wrestling, whatever it is you want to talk about, give us a call. Area code 323 927 Two nine five three. Me and Jay are uh, talking some wrestling, and uh, we just got to talk about the Wild Samoans and the Samoan heritage and legacy. And Lance is going to be the future of it, no question about it. Uh, one thing I want to do, I do want to talk about, uh, and I didn't get a chance to talk about it with uh, him, is talk about the Samoans. My first, and I started watching wrestling in 1985, Jay. Of uh, late '85, and the Watson moments were pretty much done with WWE at that point. Uh, my first, uh, my first uh, experience with the Watson Bowens was actually watching the movie Body Slams, uh, and that was really, 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 really great movie. Roddy Piper was obviously. Do you remember that movie, Jay? Absolutely, absolutely. Anytime. Uh, a star of wrestling like Roddy Piper is in a movie. Of course, he's going to land on uh, your radar. And you're right, the Wild Samoans were in that film. That's that was the, that's your first memory of the Wild Samoans in that movie. Yeah, it was because I started watching wrestling in late '85. By that point, they were gone uh, in the WWF, and I only watched WWF because I live in New York. Uh, probably like 88, 89 is, oh, no, I'm sorry, 88 is probably when I started watching NWA. We had it on cable. Uh, I, I didn't actually have it, Jay. It's funny. I'd, have to, I'd actually have to go across the street to my friend's house and watch NWA. <laughs> I don't know how I remember this, but it's really funny. Is I remember one of the first NWA pay-per-views I watched. It was at my friend's house, and it was pay-per-view. And it was like, I think it was like, I don't remember the price. Just looks just for example, see thirty nine ninety five. And I went to their house to watch it and there was like six or seven guys. And I ch- and I chipped in for it. I get twenty bucks. But then I realized, hey, there's seven guys here or six guys here. I was young dude, I was like thirteen or fourteen years old. Probably like tw- actually I'm, I think about it, I was probably like twelve, eleven or twelve years old. And I says, wait, I tried to do the math in my head. How did I pay $20 when it was a 
a forty dollar pay per view, and there's seven. I got worked, and there were seven kids worked. there. Yeah, I did worked. big time. Somebody made money big that time. night. It wasn't you. And I think that it wasn't the first time I did that with them. I don't remember because I was young then. I was young though. I was like twelve or thirteen. But uh, it was still cool, man, to watch NWA back in the day. Uh, and that's how – I'm only bringing it up because I got to see the SST, Samoan one SWAT team uh, back then. But, yeah, I'll never forget that, man. Like, there was like seven kids, and I paid 20 bucks out of seven kids. I was so mad. I'm still mad. Well, yeah, it sounds – yeah, you haven't gotten over it if you're bringing it up now. Uh, did they keep inviting you back because you kept putting up the 20 bucks, or did they price adjust it the next time you went? And they were <laughs> – Dude, they probably would have invited me back for the next 25 years. Uh, exactly. After with seven guys. Uh, the cool thing was is that um, I didn't watch many NWA pay-per-views back then, but I did watch all the WWF ones. The yeah. cool thing was I was about 15 minutes from a college uh, in New Jersey that had the WWE – I'm sorry, WWE, WWF WrestleManias on closed-circuit TV, mm-hmm. and that was – they, they they showed them on the big screen at the college. Right. So it was really cool to go there. I remember I saw WrestleMania 2, 3, 4, and 5, four years in a row at, at, at the college. WrestleMania 6 at that point was broadcast on pay-per-view. So I got to watch WrestleMania 6 at my house uh, with my mom and dad. And I, I, I remember as a kid – when Ultimate Warrior won the WWF World Heavyweight title, and I was rooting for him, I ran outside. This is 1990. I ran outside the house after the win, and I ran up and down my street, Jay, and I celebrated like my family just won the lottery. I was going crazy. Uh, So, uh, yeah, by 1990, it was on pay-per-view that I could order. I don't know if it was prior to that and I couldn't in my area because I wrestled I watched WrestleMania 5 uh, at, at the college so maybe it wasn't available in whatever cable station I had but by 1990 it was so that was pretty cool you threw me off there man you're telling me WrestleMania 6 champion versus champion Hulk Hogan versus the ultimate warrior Young Tommy is rooting for the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, man, I don't know why, and I, I, I'm sure this can be another uh, an entirely different episode. Uh, we wanted to have Lance get some rest tonight. We don't want to keep him on the whole night with him having a, a few young ones home, and I know they weren't asleep when we we called them to start the show, so I didn't want to keep him on the whole episode. So we're kind of ad living here. But uh, yeah, man, I, I I don't know why WrestleMania six. I was I was for the Warrior. I don't know why I was, but I was. And I was always a big Hulkamaniac growing up, man. Hulkamania was my favorite. I don't know what it was. I, I can't remember why that I I wanted to side with the Warrior. Maybe it was the the face paint. I don't know what it was. But yeah, I was going with the Warrior WrestleMania six. Listen, man, I can't I can't deny that the Ultimate Warrior wasn't uh, appealing and that he wasn't. Uh, Young kids would want to. His game was amazing, but at the time, I was Hulkamania through and through. I, we had completely different experiences. You were running through the street celebrating. I probably ran back to my bedroom in tears. I couldn't believe the injustice that just took place in Toronto that night. 
We need to do an episode yeah. on WrestleMania six, Tommy. This is this is mind boggling to me that you were rooting I'll, against Hulk Hogan. I'll tell you what's mind boggling is that we've done this uh I know that you keep track of it, Jay. We've done sixteen episodes and we haven't done an episode yet on Hulk Hogan, who in there's no question he is my favorite of all time, and I'm sure he was yours too. And if we're doing an 80s wrestling radio show, how are we not done an episode of Hulk Hogan yet? I think that we should probably do that, I'd say, next week. Man, you better clear the calendar, because if we're talking Hulkamania, we're going to go all night long, Tommy. That is we're a gonna conversation go, that all, I would love to have. We'll, we'll go all out. Too. We will talk about Hulk Hogan and his career next week on 80s Wrestling Radio. Fantastic topic. I'll tell you what, I'm going to go one further, Jay, and I'm I'm glad that'll happen, but I'm going to try. For those out there that follow us on social media, on Instagram, we're at 80s Wrestling. On Twitter, we're at 80s Wrestling underscore after wrestling because just some random Joe Schmo decided to have 80s wrestling as their <laughs> hashtag. Uh, not hashtag, I'm sorry, their, their handle. So sure. we're at 80s wrestling slash underscore. Um, Hogan follows us on Twitter. I'm going to send him a DM. Tell him that next week we're going to do the episode on him. I'm sure he's not going to respond. I'm not thinking he's going to respond. But how cool would it be if we can get him on the show next week? Man, I, I'm just – that would be out of this world. I'm just hoping that – uh, It's he, not going to happen. It's not going to happen, but well, I'm going to message. Either, either way, next week we're going to do an episode on Hulk Hogan because I, I can't believe we haven't yet, Jay. When you when you were mentioning that, I'm like, I don't know, there's like a light bulb went up in my head. Like, how haven't we done an episode on Hogan yet? Next week it will be Hulkamania on uh, 80s Wrestling Radio. We'll be talking everything except WrestleMania six. Because Tommy, listen, you better just hope he didn't he didn't hear that. He, you better hope he's not listening live tonight because you, I can guarantee he's not going to respond to your to your reach out after hearing this. <laughs> I guarantee he won't, and I guarantee he's not listening. <laughs> but either way, whether he's listening or not, we're going to be talking about him next week. If we can some way somehow get him on the show next week. And I'm sure it's one in 500, I'm sorry, one in 5,000 chance that we can get them on. If we do, no one call in. And, and Jay, you keep your mouth shut. I was pro Hulk Hogan <laughs> at WrestleMania 6, brother. Pro uh, Hulk Hogan. I will yeah, sit here. Very, I'm sorry. Okay, I'll sit here and smile when you tell him that. I won't say a word. I'm telling you what, though, man. I'm happy that you brought this up because this could be, and, and obviously Hogan's not going to be in the show next week because he doesn't do podcasts or interviews. No, no he's got his it'll own be stuff. Awesome. It'll be awesome just to have an episode talking about Hulk Hogan. I think it'd be one of our most popular topics in uh, most call-ins. Last week we did 80s tag team wrestling. We had a bunch of people calling us at the show, and I think that we do Hulk Hogan, man. I think that the phones will be lighting up next week, uh, without a doubt. Uh, we 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 prevented some people from calling tonight, not not by 
we didn't mean to do it, but we're just talking about various topics. Uh, we had a couple people holding when when Lance cut off the phone. We wanted to switch us to the topic from this moment to something else. So uh, everyone next week, we will take all your calls. We'll be talking Hawkamania on 80s Wrestling Radio. It will no doubt, in my mind, be a very popular topic. Uh, we will take your calls about it. We'll talk about Hulk Hogan, the pros and the cons of him in 80s Wrestling. In my opinion, Jay, he's got to be, and I don't want to get too much into it because we're talking about next week, he's got to be the reason why 80s Wrestling is so popular. What's your take? I was going to say the Ultimate Warrior, but uh, no, I would agree with you. I think Hulk Hogan is the reason that wrestling had that huge surge uh, in the 80s. He was a big reason why we had a resurge uh, in the 90s. He is the Babe Ruth of professional wrestling, and he is definitely worthy of having a show dedicated to him, and we can talk all about his careers and what it meant to us and what it meant to our callers uh, next week on 80s Wrestling Radio. It's going to be a big episode. You don't you don't pull out the name Hulk Hogan without expecting uh, a lot of callers and a lot of comments. And so it'll be interesting to see what, what people think, where they land on, on his career uh, as a whole, retrospectively, uh, his legal troubles in recent years and what that does to his legacy. It's a great topic. Uh, it'll be fun to listen to educated wrestling fans call in and weigh in on the immortal Hulk Hogan. I'm going to go on record, Jay, and say that I think that next week will be our best episode ever. No joke. I really feel like that topic, I don't know how we haven't talked about it yet. I think because we've been sidetracked with having guests every week, and I kind of like not having guests only because we can we can dedicate the show to a specific topic, like we did last week with Tag Team Wrestling. We did it a couple other times in the past. Uh, I think next week will be the biggest episode we ever have. It's got the potential. Tommy, let me ask you this question. Last week we talked about the greatest tag teams uh, of the 80s in pro wrestling, and some of it kind of moved into early 90s. We touched on the Rockers, Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels. Let me ask you this. Do you think the Rockers were the greatest tag team of that era that didn't get a title run? That didn't get a title run. Um, well, I mean, they kind of sort of did. They won the tag team titles in Saturday Night's Mid Event, but never aired. Never um, aired. It's off the book. Never aired. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I want to go on the record right now without, like, looking at all the tag teams from the 90s because my mind's not there right now thinking about all that. Um, but, yeah, man, the Rockers were awesome. Um, and no one can forget, and we talked about this last week, when Shawn Michaels turned on Mark Gennetti in the barbershop. With uh, Brutus Beefcake, man, that was one of the coolest angles of all time. I'm trying to think of '90s tag teams because you did say '90s. Um, well, we crept into the early '90s in the conversation, yeah. Early '90s, okay. Because we're talking late '90s, but those guys all won the titles, like the Dudleys or Edge and Christian or the Hardys. Maybe you said '90s, but those guys were like really, really late '90s. But early '90s, I'd have to. I'd have to have all the teams written down in front of me because I don't want to say yes or no to it, but right. obviously the Rockers were one of the best ever, man. Do you? Why didn't they, when that rope broke and uh, the title win kind of just kind of disappeared from the history books, do you know why they didn't get another chance at, at the gold later on, why they didn't get a run with it? I don't know, man. I, I mean, I've read stuff, I'm sure, that 
I can only go by what you read or what other people read too, like or heard on interviews or shoot interviews. Like there were party guys back in the day, and I don't know if it went the wrong way or just made them go a different direction. I mean, I'm sure that you guys heard the same things that we heard. So I mean, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I know that they were one of my favorites growing up in the early '90s. They were unbelievable and. I don't know, man. It's a good question. I don't know the answer well, to that. If the opportunity ever presents itself, maybe we can run it past Mr. Marty Janetti. Oh, Marty Janetti, actually, if it's a good, I guess it's a good, uh, good segue. And Marty Janetti will be at 80s Wrestling Con 2 on Saturday, October the 26th in Freehold, New Jersey at iPlay America. I just talked to iPlay today. Tickets are going to go on sale. Uh, within the next week or two, on their website, iplayamerica.com, the general mission tickets. So, yeah, man, uh, things are moving along really well, uh, Jay, and uh, they're going to have tickets go on sale within the next week. Uh, it could be as early as next week or it could be two weeks. iplayamerica.com, just the general mission tickets. If you want autographs or, or photo op tickets, they'll be available on our website, which will be – up and running in the next couple of weeks. We're just waiting on a couple of names to be confirmed. Uh, we have 14 confirmed now. We're waiting on just a couple more. Uh, confirmed right now is the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase with Virgil, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, Bob Backlund, Sergeant Slaughter, Demolition Axe and Smash, B. Brian Blair and Jumping Jim Renzel, The Killer Bees, Mr. Wonderful Paul Ondorf, Tugboat, The Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, The Brooklyn Roller, and Marty Janetti, who we just mentioned. Uh, that's all going to be October the 26th. I play America uh, in Freehold, New Jersey for 80s Wrestling Con 2. Uh, once again, tickets will be available in the next couple of weeks on their website. We're going to confirm a few more names, not that many, but a couple more. So once we do, we'll announce it here on the show and also our Instagram and Facebook and uh, Twitter pages. On Facebook, it's 80s Wrestling Picks on Instagram, it's at 80s Wrestling, and on Twitter, it's at 80s Wrestling underscore. So uh, stay tuned for all the latest news on that. Uh, one thing that I wanted to say is uh, Jay here will be the host of 80s Wrestling Con 2. Uh, I've always said that Jay's the voice of 80s Wrestling for our radio show, and this time, officially, I want to announce that he's going to be the host of 80s Wrestling Con 2. Last time he did the Q&A for uh, the Glow Girls and also for the main uh, Q&A with the good, the bad, and ugly of 80s wrestling. This time, I'm sure he'll do a ton of things, but he's going to be the official host of 80s Wrestling Con 2. Well, I'll tell you what, Tommy. We're not fresh off the heels of 80s Con 1, but uh, it's not that far behind us, and it was a tremendous show. And when you said you were thinking about doing a second one, I didn't know if you'd be able to top the one that we just had. But I tell you what, that list of names that you just read out loud, that is a virtual who's who of 80s professional wrestling. I don't know how you continue to get these big names to sign on to these events, Tommy, but I'm glad you do it. 80s Wrestling Con 2 is shaping up to be a can't-miss event this October the 26th at I Play America in Freehold, New Jersey. Tommy, I can't wait to see see what other 
tricks you have up your sleeve, what you have planned for that. Right, a couple more, man. A couple more. For those of you that are listening that didn't make it to the 80s Wrestling Con, I have to tell you, Tommy does these events in a way that it's really a just long, giant thank you note to wrestling fans and to wrestlers. It's so beautifully done the way he gives you opportunities to mingle with your favorite superstars, to get autographs, to look at some cool merch, to walk down memory lane. Tommy, you put together a heck of an event, and I can't wait to see uh, 80s Wrestling Con 2 coming up in October. Thanks, man. I'm, I'm excited as well. Uh, before we end the episode tonight, Jay, I want to talk a little about you, man. Uh, in Jay's personal life, Jay has just opened up his own company with his wife, and I think that's awesome. And I want to mention it here, especially anyone who lives in the Minnesota, uh, Minnesota area, uh, Jay has opened up a company that's op- actually opened up this Thursday called Black Light Adventures. It's in St. Cloud, Minnesota. Jay, I, I know that you're a humble guy. You don't want to talk about yourself. But real quickly, before we end the episode, tell anyone out there listening that's in the Minnesota area about Black Light Adventures in St. Cloud. Well, I appreciate the opportunity, Tommy, for you to bring it up. Uh, yeah, my wife and I, we started an indoor family entertainment center in our hometown of St. Cloud, Minnesota. We wanted a place that uh, would be fun and affordable for young families where they can come and make some memories and just kind of celebrate being together. And so we've been working hard over the course of the last year or so uh, on this business, and we are ready to launch. We're uh, having a grand opening open house celebration this Thursday. Uh, and yeah, we're excited, man. It's been, it's been our life for the last year and a half, uh, blood, sweat, and tears type thing. And, and we hope that families in this area really enjoy it and can come and just have a good time together. Do you have a website uh, poster for that yet? So people that are listening can go on the website and get a little bit more info on it. We do have a website. It is blacklightadventuresllc.com. If you go there right now, it's just going to be a holding pattern because our brand new website, Fully Interactive, will launch Thursday, the day of our opening. Uh, and you'll be able to go check out all our attractions. We have a giant laser tag arena, an escape room, some virtual reality, an arcade, some party rooms, a little bit of something for everybody. So uh, you can check out the website now and get on our our mailing list. Otherwise check there on Thursday and you'll get to see what we have going on inside our brand new family entertainment facility here in Minnesota. That's awesome. And once again, it's blacklightadventuresllc.com. I'm also going to make sure I post this on our social media outlets uh, throughout the remainder of the week and next week as well, because let me tell you something, Jay, uh, he might just, you might know him as the co-host of, 80s wrestling radio but jay is a big part of 80s wrestling and a big part of making 80s wrestling con the first one very successful he's a very 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 i know you don't want to mute to your heart jay but i'm sorry that i am i know we're running over right now but i think it's important that we do uh jay was a big part of doing all the graphics and designs and website for 80s wrestling con and it's the first time i ever mentioned this and i didn't tell him i was gonna but i i i have to give him credit where credit's due because he does all this stuff for the love of wrestling. Let me tell you something, because he's a very talented guy, and obviously, you know, he doesn't need an extra couple bucks because he's opening up his own business this Thursday. He does it because he loves wrestling and because he believes in what I'm, what I'm doing, and I believe in what he's doing because he's a great guy, and 
we didn't talk about this what we're doing right now and so he's, this is new to him what I'm talking about so he believes in me and and I definitely 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 three zillion percent believe in him so uh, I'll be promoting uh, Blacklight Adventures LLC as much as I possibly could um, I know that not everyone that follows 80s wrestling is from Minnesota but I'm sure there's a there's a there's a, a select group that are within driver range of there uh, we have 300,000 followers between Twitter, Instagram, and, and Facebook. So, I mean, even a couple thousand that are out there that might be within driving distance, you can go there and support Jay because Jay's an awesome guy, and uh, it's for him and his family. And there wouldn't be no 80s Wrestling Con or 80s Wrestling.com or, well, any of that stuff that wasn't for Jay. So, uh, Jay, thank you so much for everything you do for us and uh, anything that we can do to help you out. And uh, me and Jay talked off the air about maybe possibly doing something wrestling-related uh, there in the future in Sing Cloud. And uh, I think that we will. It might not be uh, right away, but in the near future or next year. Uh, Jay's an awesome, awesome guy. So anyone out there in the Sing Cloud, Minnesota area, please go out, out of your way to uh, check out Jay and his wife's new adventure. It's called Black Light, no pun intended, by the way, BlacklightAdventuresMLC.com. I go to the website on Thursday, and I will be promoting it on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, Facebook as well. Bless you, Tommy. That's very kind of you. Thank you, man. I uh, kind of makes me forget that you're rooting against Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania Six. All those nice things. We'll, we'll talk, well, let's, let's, we're gonna, we're gonna <laughs> not mention that. Listen, brother, you get me a little nervous now because I don't want to mention that next week on 80s Wrestling Radio because it's all about the Hawks for next week, man. Hulk Hogan all about the all Listen, all kidding aside, all on. kidding aside, Tommy, I know you are a hokomaniac, all right? I was, I was. Yeah, I know it. I was. But you know what? You make me feel dirty by rooting for Warrior WrestleMania 6, honestly. Listen, there's nothing to be ashamed of, man. He, was, he, had, he had the flash. He had the sizzle. They thought he was the next one. They thought he could carry the load. Yeah. We didn't know Listen, he couldn't. Listen to me, man. I've told you so many times off the air that I was a Hulkamaniac, that Hulk Hogan was my favorite guy, but you had to pinpoint tonight on the show that I was rooting for the Warriors. And I, this is not the first time I've told you this, uh, but you had, to, you, had to, you had to make sure it was pinpointed tonight that I rooted for the Warriors WrestleMania 6. We're going to continue this conversation next week when uh, 80s Wrestling Radio will be all about Hulk Hogan and 80s Wrestling Radio presents Hulkamania. Next week on 80s Wrestling Radio. Have a great night, guys. 